It is Wednesday, November 30th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. The penultimate college football playoff rankings are out. And as I predicted, the U.S. moves into the round of 16. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. The college football rankings announced the playoff top four remains unchanged. Georgia at the top. The United States advances to the round of 16 after a 1-0 victory over Iran in the final game of the group stage at the World Cup. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? We'll start with the college football playoff rankings. Uh, I said it in the cold open, the penultimate, because it's such a great word. You love using that word. It's a great word. It means, like, second to last. I know. You know, it comes from the Latin, meaning second to last. Yeah. So, uh, is that true? (laughs) It comes from the Greek second to last, I think, but I don't know. Well, let's look it up while no, we're doing it. <laughs> no, sh- we don't need to we know don't that. care. <laughs> it's too early in the morning to deal with this. All right. I mean, I'm wide as I'm wide awake. So here's what we know. It's very clean at the top. And I think this is a year that I'm thankful for because we right now have no drama. If the top four, not even at the top four, Georgia and Michigan, the top four are right now are all in with wins. That's obvious. But Georgia and Michigan are in with losses. And so it comes down to just three and four. If TCU wins, they're in. If USC wins, they're in. If TCU loses, I got to be honest with you, they might still be in. And USC, if they lose, well, they'll probably be out. Yeah. Ohio State. I think if TCU loses, they're out too. Ohio State is sitting at number five. Alabama is at number six. And what's interesting is that there were some contradictory statements made on the broadcast versus, and I'm talking about the ESPN broadcast, versus the press conference afterwards. So the college football playoff uh, chairman this year is um, Boo Corrigan, right? And Boo Corrigan said after the TV broadcast that actually what he said to Reese Davis on ESPN was not accurate, and he apologized for the confusion. He said Ohio State and Alabama are not necessarily locked into their spots. This makes me happy. This is what I agree with. Right now, Ohio State's at five and Alabama's at number six, but that doesn't mean that Alabama can't leapfrog Ohio State and get into the playoff ahead of the Buckeyes. It would matter what happens here in these championship games. Because I'll tell you what right now, AJ, if Michigan struggles with Purdue, it makes Ohio State look worse. Yeah. If Georgia struggles with LSU, it makes Alabama look better. Because Alabama's loss it was yeah. LSU you know, with the last second field goal there, or the, the, the two-point conversion. One of their losses. One of their losses, yes. <laughs> so I think it does matter what happens in these championship games that is going to sway how the committee looks at these teams because they're it's not this the computer's not the end all be all but strength of schedule strength of victory does matter 
and all those computer rankings will change based on the outcomes of these championship games, most notably the Georgia-LSU game and the Michigan-Purdue game. It's it's funny to think about it this way because this may be one of the – if you had said the committee would be hoping that Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson would be on the outside looking in at the end of this thing, I would have said you're crazy. But right now, for the committee, it may be the best possible scenario if – they go clean on Saturday. Yes. If the if the or four teams that are supposed to win win. Yep. Because if one of them loses, there's going to be controversy. Mm-hmm. There's going to be pushback. Right now, the four teams at the top are clean. If there's no debate over the four teams. No, no debate. And, and now you all can, four you are can fav- debate. All four are favored in their games. And you can debate in a way that says, are these the are these the four best teams? I can guarantee you these aren't the four best teams. Are they the four? Are these the four? Teams based on you know what they've done this season with the schedule that they've got, yeah, they, these are the four, and there's I don't think there's much question about it, especially given the fact that USC is going to be playing for a Pac-12 championship this weekend. The other three teams are undefeated. None of the other aforementioned teams are playing in their conference championship, and you know it, it feels like it could go really smoothly. If one of these teams loses, particularly if TCU or, or USC lose, and both are, you know, field goal or less favorites, mm-hmm. all hell breaks loose. Because now there's decisions to be made. Yeah, there's it's, it's, it's do you take a 12-1 and one TCU team that loses to a Kansas State team that they beat already? Mm-hmm. And what if they lose by a last-second field goal? Okay, does that team deserve to get in over Ohio State no. that got blown out by Michigan? The simple answer is yeah. no. Does if USC loses by the same way they lost the last time to Utah, which is a two point conversion on the final possession of the game? Well, that there it's two losses for them, so they're eliminated. But it's no to matter. the same team, so it's really like one loss. Sorry, no, it's, it's two losses. <laughs> but it is funny. Everybody wants to play in their conference championship game. Uh, the, the teams that wish they weren't playing in a conference championship game this weekend, TCU's got to be at the top of the list. Yeah. Because all it can do is hurt them. Yes. For for Michigan, oh, whatever. We'll play it. If we win, awesome. If we if lose, lose, no just big deal. Seating purposes. But right now, Michigan needs to win to avoid playing Georgia. Because if Michigan loses, they'll drop down to number four. If you are unbeaten and you don't play in the Big Ten or the SEC, that thirteenth game can make or break you. Mm-hmm. You can be twelve and zero, and if you lose that game, there's no guarantees because unless you play in the Big Ten or the SEC, chances are good your schedule wasn't good enough to warrant you taking a loss. Yep. So I, I do think that's interesting. Uh, and you know what? I, I'm I'm excited for this weekend. I'm excited to see how it plays out. In a way, I'm hoping for some chaos. But in another way, I'm, I've been a proponent of, do we really need to expand 12 teams? Do we need 12 teams? I still feel like we don't need 12 teams. It feels like overkill. But I, I, don't, I don't know what the perfect solution is. It also feels like if TCU loses, can't we just say, well, we've got two undefeated teams. Mm-hmm. Let them play for the yeah. championship. Sometimes you know? sometimes it works out that way. Uh, one group of five note, uh, because Tulane is number 18, UCF is number 22, the winner of that American Athletic Championship game will be the group of five champion, for lack of a nice. better term, and they will be headed to the Cotton Bowl. So congratulations. What? A morning yesterday as the United States 
advances to the round of 16 after a 1-0 victory over Iran at the World Cup, finishing second in their group. You know, it's amazing. If only somebody, AJ, predicted this exact outcome. Oh, wait. The United States will get a draw in their first match against Wales. The United States, in their second match, will get a draw against England. And then the United States will win their third match against Iran, leaving them with oh my God. four points in the group. Or do you get three for a winner? McKenzie, win, McKenzie. how embarrassing is this? Like five, leaving them with five points. Dude, you're really bringing down the intelligence level of the pod. McKenzie and I know a lot about this, and you don't know anything. Like, you're embarrassing us. I guess I embarrassed you guys. It's humiliating. <laughs> well, you see the future, Scott. Uh, this is uh, that was that was impressive. The how, way you how much did that. you make on that twenty to one parlay? You know, I wish I did. It would have been fun. Of course, you wish. It, you did. I wish I did like a mechanical parlay. And by the way, I didn't even bet the 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 draw in the England game. I tweeted it out. I did bet the draw in the Wales game and hit that. I did bet the United States to win yesterday and hit that. But I didn't bet the England game. I was worried about it, and I tweeted out after the game. I didn't bet the draw with like a sad emoji face because I missed out on an opportunity there to bet the draw, even though that was the pick that I gave out, not the pick that I actually played. But Mackenzie, what'd you make of the performance yesterday from the U.S.? Pulisic scored the goal, and then he actually had to go to the hospital as he left the game, didn't play the second half. Uh, I expect him to play on Saturday. He tweeted out that he was going to be good for Saturday, Uh, maybe just precautionary issues. But what'd you make of- Well, he took this flopping thing to the extreme (laughs) in the hospital, right? What'd you make of the performance overall? U.S., all 11 guys have played extremely well. The offense is in trouble. The offense is really bad, especially if Christian Pulisic isn't 100%. Two goals in three games and didn't have a lot of chances that they missed. However, defensively, zero goals allowed after, you know, a lucky Wales penalty allowed. You've got to be ecstatic about the defense and the overall play, but they need a striker. They need Christian Pulisic and probably somebody else too. And how do we feel about, like, the conditioning? Like, you know, they've, they've been put to the test here, and this was an exhaustive final 10, 20 minutes of this game yesterday where Iran just kept the pressure on and and kind of like what we talked about, they needed to sell out in order to get the draw to advance. And a couple of close, tense moments, but the U.S. able to hold them off. The end was amazing. Is that a penalty? The game is over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, And now the U.S. advances to take on the Netherlands. On Saturday, it'll be, I believe it's a 10 a.m. Eastern time game on Saturday, the U.S. and the Netherlands. What's your handicap there? Probably the weakest Netherlands side in recent years. I feel like USA has a great chance here to make it as far as they've ever been, which is the final eight. That would be the furthest they've ever been? Yes, it would match 2002 in South Korea. There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Uh, the odds tell an interesting story, AJ. What's the three-way line right now, McKenzie, on the U.S. and the Dutch? Netherlands minus 110 if you want to bet them to win. The draw plus 235. USA plus 340. Now that's a 90-minute line. 90 minutes plus stoppage time. Yes, excellent point. This will be the first knockout game for the USA. And uh, after 90 minutes, they play 30 minutes of extra time. And then they play penalties if it's tied after that. Yes, and it's extra time. It's not golden ball. Where it's uh, the first goal wins. No, it's extra time. You play it, play it all out. 
Two and Fs. There, and there is a line to just advance to the next round. Correct. You can bet the the just the team to advance, which takes away the the uh, three way aspect of it. So and that's Netherlands minus two thirty five and the USA plus one seventy five. So this is so if if the US wins, this is the furthest they've ever been. Well, they made it to the quarterfinals. Yeah, they made it to the quarterfinals in South Korea, Japan. South Korea, Japan. They co-hosted the oh. World Cup, in and they, they finished like us. eighth out of those eight teams in the quarterfinals. Oh, that's so ex- if they. But in it, that game, yeah. didn't we? We lost one nothing, right? In that game, and had multiple chances to score. Just a crazy, crazy game the way that played out. U.S. lost 1-0. And, and we lost to Germany, who lost to Brazil in a close game in the final. So we yes. could have won it all. We are basically World Cup champions. And this is the only time, that's the only time they've ever won a game in the World Cup? You mean in the in the round of 16? Yeah. Game? Yes, since they've adopted that format. Yeah. yeah. What was the format before? They've had a few different groups. The second group. Don't get me down the World Cup history yeah. rabbit hole here. You want to talk 1950? We could talk 1950. What happened in 1950? They didn't have a final. They had a, <laughs> they had three guys play round robin to decide the final. Brazil needs a draw. They're in Brazil. 100,000 people in the Maracanã going crazy. Uruguay, not one, but two last-minute goals. Upset of the century. Upset of the millennium, really. Wow. Well, the more you know. The fact that he just rolled that off, off the top of his head. How come might he, be the was the U.S. in that round robin? thing I, I've ever seen. No, lost in the group stage. They did beat England, though. They beat England in 1950? Yep. Beat them good. <laughs> All we do is beat England. Remember 1783? Oh, I do. Beat that ass. <laughs> 1812, you want some more? Yeah. You, you, you ain't had enough? I'm going to throw all the tea in the harbor. <laughs> Bring some more tea. Watch what I do with that shit. Yeah. Well... Uh, I think I'm gonna have some fun here and just bet the U.S. just for just for pride, not for not to make real money, just to have a little, you know, something on a the little game. rooting interest. A little rooting interest. I'll tell you what, though, even better play, draw. I mean, probably that's bet probably the draw nine on the ninety minute line. We're going to extra time in this Saturday you know, game McKin- to the U.S. and the Dutch. McKenzie did mention two goals. That's all the U.S. has scored: two goals, but they've only allowed one goal in three yeah. games. Matt Turner's playing defense. well. The defense is playing well. Defense. This is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, Saturday, man. 10 a.m. Eastern time. That's what's our goalie's name? Matt Turner. Matt Turner? Yeah. Oh, I wish he had a, a cooler name. You know what's funny? It's like everybody has been <laughs> re- never going to remember that. Everyone yesterday was repurposing an old video that has been circulating online about there was when Matt Turner was in college, he let up like a, a really bad own goal. Like, the ball was up in the air, and he went to catch it, and he dropped it into his own net. What a dope. And it was, like, the top play on the sports center, not top 10. And it was the not top 10 play. You know how they used to do, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they battled each other? Like, you know, the today's not F-ups. top 10 yeah. would go against the reigning champ of the not. So he was the not. Yeah. <laughs> he was the top not top 10 play for a while. <sighs> and now he is the starting goaltender on Team USA. Uh, or the U.S. men's national team, as they refer to it in soccer. So uh, Turner's doing well. The defense is playing well. We have a couple of games coming up here on Wednesday to finish off the group stage. Australia and Denmark, Tunisia, France, Poland, Argentina, and Mexico, Saudi Arabia. Mackenzie, you and Griffin were on Denmark to win the group. Is there a ch- Are they alive? Any chance? Nope. Mbappe ended those hopes with a second goal against Denmark. Australia, actually, on, with nobody guessing them, could possibly win it, but 
minus 400, minus 500, 90%. France is going to take this thing. Mbappe, but, my favorite Hanson song, by the way. Yeah. Mbappe. It's a great song. <laughs> but can Denmark still advance to the next stage? Yes. They just need to beat Australia, which they're favored to do, and they will make it to the knockout stage. All right. So you like Denmark then? I do. I don't, I'm not going to lay a goal, though. So I'm probably not going to bet that one. Fair enough. A couple of interesting results from yesterday's NHL slate. The Flyers snapped their 10-game losing skid, beating the Islanders 3-1. This game started, AJ. John Tortorella has done this before. He did it when he was with the Rangers coach. The Flyers were clearly sending a message. As soon as the puck dropped, there was a fight. Let's go. And then, once that was settled, players went to the box. Matt Martin, Zach McEwen. The next face-off, another fight. Oh, let's go all day. Two fights in the first eight seconds of this game. The tone was set early by the Flyers. Hey, you went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. Couldn't ask for anything better. <laughs> and the Flyers captured a win over the Islanders 3-1. to one. And in the craziest result of the day, the Kraken defeated the Kings 9-8. That sounds like a baseball score. Nine eight, a high scoring baseball game, mind you. It was three three after the first period, then it was eight six after the second period. King scored two unanswered in the third, and then the Kraken win in overtime. Poor Martin Jones, who stayed in the entire game for this one for Seattle. He did make twenty seven saves though, but there were thirty five shots against him, so he let up eight goals. That's not going to be good for his goals against average. And for L.A., Jonathan Quick gave up five goals. On 14 shots, he was replaced by Cal Peterson, who allowed four goals on 16 shots. And it is the fifth time in history that there have been 17 goals in a single game. So that was pretty wild. Just four games on the schedule tonight. Uh, You have a TNT doubleheader, the Sabres and the Red Wings in the first game. That's not very fun. Detroit minus 140. What is fun is the nightcap. Why? Connor McDavid, Oilers at the Blackhawks, Edmonton minus 210. I'd be shocked if Edmonton doesn't roll in that one. Other games, Rangers at the Senators, New York minus 130, total of 6.5. And and the Sharks are at the Maple Leafs, Toronto, the heaviest favorite of the night, minus 320 with a total of 6. A couple big games on the college hardwood tonight. We'll start with Ohio State at Duke. Ohio State, a six-point dog at the Dukies. And I'll say this, coming out of that Phil Knight Invitational, there's not a whole lot to like about Duke right now. They played the worst team in Power 5 basketball, Oregon State. I know this because I bet Duke minus 22 in that game. And I think they won the game by five. They They never led by more than five in this game. And my handicap was simple. Duke's going to dominate the rebounds and turnovers, which they did. But they shot so poorly that they just could not get any distance from this bad Oregon State team. Then they played title game with Xavier. Then they got smashed by Purdue. They shot 12 for 59 from three in that event. Meanwhile, Ohio State played in Maui. They looked good. They lost to San Diego State in the first round, then won both their games in the loser's bracket, Cincinnati and Texas Tech. They got a week to prep for this game. I don't think Duke can get any kind of margin against good teams. They have to dominate rebounding and turnovers, and I don't think they can do either against Ohio State. So I like Ohio State plus six here. The other big game on the board, Indiana, six-point favorites, hosting North Carolina, who was number one in the country just a bit ago. But similar to what I just said about Duke, North Carolina, they're 
they, until they find a way to hit some shots from outside, it's going to be hard to back them against good teams. Their interior athleticism can get them through against scrubby teams. That's not the case against Indiana. Indiana doesn't give up anything inside. They've got one of the best front court players in the country in Trace Jackson Davis, and they're not going to allow anything easy inside. They don't put you on the free throw line. You have to beat them over the top. North Carolina is incapable of doing that. 250th in the country in three-point percentage, and the biggest difference is depth. Indiana 13th in the country in bench minutes. North Carolina 362 out of 363. In their four-overtime loss to Alabama, nine players saw the floor. They played a four-overtime game with nine players. <laughs> they played four games in a week against the first strong competition they've seen. I think North Carolina has to be gassed. Six is a bigger number than I want to lay with Indiana, but I'm out on the Tar Heels because it's going to be people are going to wake up and open up their uh, their app and see North Carolina plus six. Oh boy, don't get suckered in. Is all I'm going to say. Got a full slate of NBA games on the schedule tonight. Uh, the Nets will be without Ben Simmons dealing with an injury as they take on the Wizards. Still okay laying six, McKenzie, with the Nets without Simmons. Well, this turnaround started when Ben Simmons was on the bench, so I don't think that's, uh, that's necessarily going to break up the momentum that they've established in recent weeks. Knicks playing the second night of a back-to-back. They are in, uh, at, at home against Milwaukee. Milwaukee, five-and-a-half-point favorites. But is this a fade spot with the Knicks on the second night of a back-to-back? They did score 140 points exactly. last night. That's many points. When you score 140 points, it's a pass or fade the next day. That's just essential. Every sport, especially the NBA, you know, you're a little fat and happy. You know what? If you do that in a baseball game, I'm probably backing you the next night. Yeah, right? This 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 team can hit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're seeing the ball well. Grizzlies minus three and a half at the Timberwolves, who will be without Carl Anthony Towns for the foreseeable future. Uh, how impactful is that to this Timberwolves team? Or or is it like we talked about earlier? Maybe it's maybe it's for the best right now. I think it might derail their season. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns has played some really good basketball. He's like averaging five assists per game. I feel like he's the one bright spot. His development is the one bright spot of a pretty disappointing early start to the season with the Timberwolves out now six weeks, potentially. They could miss the playoffs. Oof. He's Mackenzie Rivers. You can get his NBA package, season-long daily package, whatever you'd like, all at pregame.com. AJ's got college basketball. He's on top of. I'm rocking with the NHL. And then, of course, college football, NFL, still available. Daily packages, season-long packages, week-long packages, month-long packages. Whatever you'd like, take 15% off. For listeners of this podcast only, why? Because we appreciate you. Use the promo code RISE15, R-I-S-E-15, RISE15. We appreciate you waking up with us each and every morning. So go to pregame.com, use the promo code RISE15, and take 15% off any purchase at pregame.com. For Mackenzie Rivers and A.J. Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. AM.